Welcome to Family Money Coaching, where we prepare couples financially for adoption and fertility. My name is Laura Coleman, and I am the financial coach. Today's podcast interview is Devin Beza, a financial coach that focuses on fertility. Stay tuned for a discussion on how our money personality affects our decision whether we should do fertility or not. Should we spend money on IVF? Is it fear or money that actually stops us? Devin's comments that you are betting $17,500 on hope. It's not actually the money. If you're struggling on your decision about whether you should do IUI, IVF, or natural cycle IVF, then listen as we discuss how your money story and money personality play a part in your struggle. I didn't even think I had mindset blocks. Like, I really think like, I'm pretty good with money. My degree's in finance. What do I have to learn? You know? And then I started just reading these books and doing the work of like, some of it's basic stuff like um, affirmations. Some of it's going through all of your old money stories and things that have happened to you in your life and uh, feeling the feelings associated with them. So like your first memory of money, which you got to like dig deep for. When is the first time you remember money yeah. or first time you remember feeling poor or the other kids had more embarrassed. than you. embarrassed, like a lot of kids of divorce have their own separate issues and that mm-hmm. sort of came up the child, like child support you know, did your dad not pay? Did your mom need more? So that has to do with your worthiness, you know, am I worth paying for? Like it was a a really long list. (laughs) What is it that you really value? Like when we sat down with our fertility doctor and he sat down and he's like, okay, here's, here's a natural cycle IVF. You only, um, we only get one to two eggs. Uh, it's about $4,500. Here's a full IVF. And, you know, depending upon how many eggs you produce, you know, we could get 20 eggs, Mm -hmm. but it's going to cost 12,500 and the the medicine is going to cost about five grand. I remember like looking at that thinking, oh my gosh, that is like so much money. Like it might as well be a million (laughs) dollars. You might as well. And so then like that, that, that personality, me, I'm the money saver Mm -hmm. and I'm thinking to myself, oh my gosh, do I want to spend that kind of money? On a chance, on a chance, because that's it's a risk, and not like, a baby on a chance, right? Right. And so when I've got that that in my head, just going, you know, do I want to spend seventeen thousand five hundred dollars on a chance of getting pregnant, or forty five hundred dollars on a chance of getting pregnant? Really, it, it I made the decision based on money rather right. than on doubling my chance. So we right. did the, the natural uh, cycle uh, and spent $4,500. Um, didn't work. Mm-hmm. And um, we ended up doing five cycles and spent $35,000 over like a two-year period of time. Right. And if, if I had just sat down and logically thought through, okay, $17,500, yeah, that's a lot of money, but you're getting more eggs. You can freeze them. You have like multiple transfers that you can do. He also had another program where, um, if you did that cycle, if you, if it didn't work out, you didn't get pregnant that they would either reimburse you or you could do it again for free or something like that. Yeah, A guarantee program. Yeah. Yeah. The guarantee program. 
again, that, that money script in my head, that saver that I am like seeing that much money, it was just so difficult for me to say, Oh, let's do the bigger one. Yep. Which is so true. And it's the, it is your mindset. It's what you say to yourself. And a lot of time, I mean, being a saver is great because you're, you're never going to run out of money. Like you're always yeah. going to protect yourself and your family and be okay. So a lot of people and other money personality types are sort of jealous of that. I wish yeah. I was a saver, but the problem with being a saver, cause I'm the same is that you're also kind of a hoarder yes. and you also get into this sort of, um, lack money mindset where like, I'm going to run out of money. I'm not going to be okay. Mm-hmm. I can't bring myself to spend money on this you know, you're, it feels like, you know, you're protecting yourself by not doing that. And we, I mean, we didn't know better, but we did the same with the IUIs. The reason we were doing those, even though the success rate was not that good was because it was only a thousand dollars. Yeah. You know? So we did, I think what, six or seven of those, you know, plus I ended up having two surgeries, like plus mm-hmm. all the medications you add, like when you add all of that up, when IVF was really, you know, my best chance at that time, uh, we should have obviously done that first. Right. But, right. But even then I could, I could barely bring myself to do it. It took so long mm-hmm. and it really, it took a doctor sitting down and saying to me, well, he was surprised because he said, usually guys are the ones who don't want to spend money on this. Yeah. So weird to me that your husband says it's fine. And that you're like, <laughs> I just can't do it. I don't know. That's so crazy to me. You know, it's money. It's so much. It's so much money. It's our life savings. I would not go to Vegas and gamble our life savings. You know, yeah. to gamble on this is just, it makes my stomach turn. And he started talking about money and he was this rich doctor in Scottsdale, Arizona. Like he is living well. Okay. Yeah. You started talking about the nostalgia of shopping at yard sales for his kids clothes when he was in medical school. And how sometimes he wishes that things were the way they used to be back then and how he's talking with his wife about it. And he's, so he's like kind of shifting my thinking about money. Like here is this guy who he's well to do. Right. I don't know how much he's making, but I know he's making a lot. Right. <laughs> Sitting here saying money doesn't really matter. Like I kind of miss the days of shopping at yard sales for kids clothes. Like that was more fun. My kids were more connected to me then. me and my wife had a fun thing to go do on Saturday mornings. Like I was like, but the importance of money, what does this really mean to me? What am I really holding on to? And he said, this is happening to you for a reason. And I was really thrown back. And I'm like, what do you mean? He was like, sometimes I see people come in here and there's a reason that they're going through infertility. There's some greater cosmic meaning. He said, you're going through this for a reason. And it really made me mad. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I, I was want to go through this. <laughs> I know. I was so offended. First of all, you're not God. You don't know what you're talking about. Second of all, easy for you to say, you know, for you to watch from afar. Like this is, you know, this yeah. is my entire life. This just the darkest pit I've ever been in. Like, don't tell me that. Yeah. And I, I blew it off, but I, it really stuck with me, you know, that yeah. there's something here. There's something bigger here. There's something bigger than the money here. And what I realized later on the other side of all of this, when things become clear and you're much less hormonal, mm-hmm. you know, and those stresses sort of dissipate is that it's really not about the money. It's about control because you can't control anything else that's going on in your life. You can't control what's happening with your body. You can't make it work. You can't make this cycle work. Like it's about the one thing you have a say so over. Right. And then it's about hope because 
you're put, you're like, you're not betting $17,500, you know, you're betting that much worth of hope on mm -hmm. a chance. Yeah. And what if that's gone? Yeah. You know, what if you lose that hope and you feel like you have nothing, you know, cause money is just energy. Money by itself is just in a pile in a room means nothing. Right. You know, like right. it's with them. That's the meaning we assign to it. Right. Is good is money. The root of all evil. Like the things we say about money is what matters. And so when money meant to me, my hope, my chance of having a baby yeah. and now I'm going to give it all to you and that's all I have, you know, like yeah. then you, then you can understand why you hold on to it so fiercely. Right. And our, our, our money, we spend our money on the things that we value. And mm -hmm. so a lot of people will say, Oh my gosh, you spent $35,000. Like, do you regret that? No, I don't regret that because even though we, we, we were not successful, I mean, I, I, I did get pregnant, but I had a miscarriage. Right. Even though we spent that money, I don't regret it now, despite the fact that I'm a saver, because we spent money on something that was important to us. And, right. and if, if we had not taken that chance, we would have lived with a lot of regret or what ifs. And I, I don't want someone to, to live with that what if of what if I had spent the money? What if I had done it? The joy afterwards, you know, our, our, our plan was obviously not IVF. Our plan was, was to adopt, but we didn't know that when we started right. our journey. Right. And now in hindsight, we realize, oh, it, we were meant, these children that we were blessed with were meant to be a part of our family. But when we were going through IVF, like we wanted children and we were willing to do what it took to get there and we both worked and my entire salary went into our health savings account and and like every month you know, I had our little baby savings account that I would put money in and in my every month I'd put in there and I, I could see it growing and it was it was a step towards us being able to have children right and and yeah every time the doctor called and he's like uh, you're not pregnant didn't work um, and after the third time, he's like, okay, we got to figure something out, Laura, like something's going on here other than the initial reason of your infertility. <laughs> right. Uh, and I think, you know, when, when you're coming in to, to do fertility, a lot, we have so many emotions. We have this, this desire to be a mom. I wanted to be a mom since I was a little girl. Yeah. And I, you know, when I was a teenager, someone would be missing a child. They're like, Oh, where's my kid? And I'm like, Oh, Laura has him. Oh, no. <laughs> I, I just wanted to have a baby. I went off to college and I remember someone saying, Oh, you're going to get married your first semester out of college. And I was like, I was secretly hoping that it would be true. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, and so like, I've always wanted to be a mom. And so then I get married when I'm 34, finally meet my Prince Charming. And you know, every month it was like a letdown, mm -hmm. you know, because it was my dreams, my hope. And, um, we have these different sides of us, the hopes and dreams of being a mother. And then you're, your money scripts, the, the money personalities that we have. And then they start to clash with each other mm -hmm. because you, you see, you know, that the spender in you, well, that spending habit is stopping you from reaching that goal of being a mother. So then you're like anxiety and stress. And, um, and then the saver part of you is like, Oh, but that's so much money to spend, you know? And, and so right. like, you have that conflict in there. 
Yeah, no, and it's a na- it's a natural conflict, and it's inevitable. And then you put on top of that with your spouse, yeah, who have their own money scripts and their own issues with money, and then you're trying to like merge them into the same goal. It's just a breeding ground for disaster. Right, and you're already the, you're already the most stressed you've ever been. <laughs> like, you know, physically sometimes with how yes. the hormones make you feel. Like yes. at work, oh, I got to call off again for this appointment, you know, oh my gosh, I got the phone call from the doctor didn't work on my lunch break. Now I got to like wipe these tears and finish my day, you know, like yeah. your friends and family because of all those stupid baby invites that just never stop coming mm-hmm. in the family. That means, well, when are you going to have kids? Blah, 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 mm-hmm. You know, you just get it left and right, especially newly married. Like no yeah. matter what age you are, people are asking about that. Yeah. So it's coming at you from every angle and then you go home and then even there, you know, you don't always agree. And you don't realize all of the things you're telling yourself about money, you know, that it's impossible, this will never work, you know, or that you're totally willing to do it, but your spouse is like, absolutely not. You know, we're not taking out credit card debt for that. Like the things you're willing to do don't match up sometimes too. Right, right. You know, and then when you start working through all of the money blocks, so like this laundry list I had of stuff that I went through and did the exercises where you like acknowledge it and you forgive it and you let it go and move on. Right. The weirdest things started happening. I can't make this stuff up. I've never had so many checks sent to me in the mail as I have in the past couple of months. Random. The weirdest stuff. Like I didn't, I wouldn't have believed in it because I'm such a logical and sort of skeptical person. Right. But really when I started shifting all of this money mindset stuff around, like just this week, we had a check sent to us kind of on accident, but I checked double confirmed with my insurance for $578 because they misunderstood uh, about payment on a medication and they cut us a check. And I'm like, what is this for real? Like I, so what the missing part I think is that, you know, you come up with the state, the ways to save, because there's a lot of ways to save. Like you yeah, mentioned fabulous and stuff. There's so many ways to save that you might not be aware of on services and medications. Then there's your own, you know, ways to make more money that you might not have thought about. And then when you work on the money mindset stuff too, you open yourself up to just being completely supported, you know, from God, universe, whatever you want to call it. And things start sort of just falling in line and coming, you know, into place. And you start to see like that this is meant to happen that, you know, you might not have started out knowing how you're going to get to motherhood, but that you are getting to motherhood. As long as you are determined that you are going to be a mother, that this is what you want, your heart's like biggest desire. Right. I really think that that will happen one way or another, you know, and all of the money you spend along the way is just the path it takes to get there. Yeah. You know, that's kind of like what it sounded like. Do you consider that $35,000 you spent just part of the journey it took to become a mother? Yeah, I do. Uh, You know, because, you know, some people would say, well, what if you just adopted I'm like, yeah, but we would have wondered, right? You know, and it's just, it is what it is. You know, like some people will say, well, you know, I, I only spent a thousand dollars and we got pregnant and you're like, good for you. That was your journey. (laughs) Right. I would have loved to have done that. Some people pay nothing. (laughs) (laughs) You're like, that's amazing. You know, But, but no matter the money it's, it's, um, I don't think it's the number that we should focus on. It's the fact that we tried. Right. It's the fact that we wanted something badly. 
Right. And we were willing to do whatever it took to get there. Mm -hmm. And I don't regret that whatever it took. That, that, that is um, important that we recognize that we do what we need to do to get to the goal that we want to accomplish. Now we don't have control on some things, especially when it comes to science. We don't have control over our bodies. We can do what we can do. And then you have to let it go and say, I did what I needed to do. I don't want someone to say I wanted a child. And the reason why I didn't get a child is because I didn't have the money. Right. In today's That's the thought I can't stand. Yeah. It, it's, it's not about money. What stops you from having your future family. Like money is what kept you from motherhood. It's yes. unacceptable. Very, exactly. Because money can make us happy. Yeah. It can make us miserable, but yeah. it can make us happy in the fact that we use it for the things that are important to us. Right. Rather than, you know, like going, going to uh, the mall to go and buy this super cute dress, that's momentary. It is not a lasting joy. You know, waking up at two o'clock in the morning to a screaming baby, that's lasting joy. <laughs> <laughs> that's money well spent right, right. <laughs> let me tell you yeah. you know and, and like after the fact you're like now that we have children I'm like I wanted you I wanted you <laughs> as you're throwing a fit on the floor and screaming about your shoes or your pants or whatever yeah. I wanted you I prayed for you I did I sacrificed for you to be a, p- a part of my life. And you do think differently one when you have gone through that experience. I don't know anyone who says that they regret the money they spent on it. And that is powerful because yes. people spend money on a lot of dumb stuff. Yeah. You know, uh, on boats and houses they can afford, a car that they wrecked, timeshares. Oh my God, don't get me started. Like, <laughs> my husband would use his credit card to buy gas and groceries in college. Like, yeah, yeah. I mean, the credit card debt we paid off for that, ridiculous. Like, people spend money on dumb things. This yeah. is not a dumb thing. No. This is maybe, this is, you know, maybe the most important thing in your life you're going to spend money on. So, you know, when you're listing your regrets, when you're say on your deathbed at 95, are you going to be like, you know, if I would have put that 35 grand into a 401k, I would have had an extra 150 grand by now. Is that going to be your thought? Because if it is, which for some people it might be, you know, then don't do it. Then exactly. You know, if that doesn't really make a difference to you. Yeah on your deathbed at 95, you know, then be okay with what doing what it takes now. Yeah. It's your, I just wrote about this um, on my blog about your implicit and your explicit opportunity costs. And you could say, Oh, but if, if I put that $35,000 into my 401k and in 30 years, it would have grown to half a million dollars or whatever. Do I regret that? No, because I spent money on something that was the most important to me and I would do it again. Right. And, and so that's where you have to look at your opportunity costs. It costs you your family to not do it. Yeah. Right. But I also don't think you should make your decisions about which, you know, should you do natural cycle? Should you do the full-blown IVF? Should you do IUI? I don't think you should make your decision based on money because I did and I regret that. That yeah. I do regret. Right. I wished, I wished that I had looked at it logically and not emotionally. It's so hard. It's so hard. 
to be in the most emotional time, stressed out time, like you, you're, you're just going to naturally start, and I want to say regress, but like rely on what you know to be true because everything else is so out of control and up in the air. And so you kind of, you know, hunker down to what you've always told yourself or what you usually do or, you know, what like personality type I'm saver. I can't, you know, I'm going to find a cheapest way to do this, you know, like, and that's when you need a guide, you need a coach to, to look at it from a a bigger picture point of view, the flip side of what you're telling yourself, you know, are you doing this from a place of peace or are you doing this from a place of fear and lack, you know, and so much of what I did was from fear and lack and trying to protect myself, you know, in the only way I could, because everything else I just felt so vulnerable with. Right. That's when you got to get out of your own head and somebody else has to help you do it because you yeah. can't do it with your own thinking. Your own thinking is what puts you right here. It makes the bad decisions. <laughs> yeah, you can. You can. When, now that we are on the other side of IVF and we can look back and say, oh, I made that. That was an emotional decision. Right. And, and you can then help someone else and say, hey, listen, here are your options. What are you feeling right now? What are the thoughts that you're having in regards to this situation? If you, if you were to choose this option right here, how would you feel about that? Right. Uh, what, what is blocking you from doing that? What what is stopping you from accomplishing that particular goal? And, and that's how a coach can assist you. Right, right. And help you identify what you're telling yourself about yeah. this situation. What are, is it true? You know, the things right. you're telling yourself, I'll never have a family if I don't do this. Is that true? All of these just emotionally charged situations that come up, you know, you just have to work with someone to get through them because it will save you so much time and so much money Mm -hmm. that you won't be wasting doing the wrong thing because what you're going to find is what's right for you, which is different for everybody. That's the problem. There is no, you know, X, Y, Z, this is the same plan everyone should use to become a mother. Like it's so specific to you and your body and your fears and your money issues and your income situation and like all of those things you just need someone to take a look at overall and help you come up with you know yeah feeling a hundred percent confident about what you're about to do that is the goal and that's what we do right yeah (laughs) Yeah, I love love being a financial coach because I love talking about money but then coupling that with my passion you know the fertility and the adoption like yeah that that's that's my passion. Like being a mom was what I always wanted to be. And then I just fell into being in in finance. I fell into that. I had a passion for that and to couple them together. It's really exciting. And and like it all came together. Right. And it's almost like those two things were meant to be like, you know, when earlier, when you were talking about how the doctor said you, you went through this for a reason those, those things have happened to me. And I just think, what am I supposed to be learning? Like, why am I going through this? Yeah. Not because I'm like, why am I going through this? But like, what is I'm supposed to be learning? Am, am I supposed to be helping someone else in the future? Or is, is there something that I'm a mindset that I'm supposed to be learning? Or is, how is this experience supposed to change me as a person? I, to me, like, because of my experience, I feel closer to women who have gone through fertility or have adopted and I, we bond and to me that closeness with women like has really helped me develop relationships 
Thank you for listening to today's podcast interview with Devin Beza. If you want to learn more about money personalities, be sure to subscribe. We will be discussing more about money personalities, money stories, money scripts, and the psychology behind money, how it affects fertility and adoption in future money podcast interviews. We're really excited about that. If you don't want to miss out, be sure you are subscribed. If you missed my blog post on financial infidelity, then be sure to uh, visit our website, familymoneycoaching.org, to read how financial infidelity plays a part in crushing our dreams of fertility and how you can overcome it. Until next time, you can also follow us on Instagram at Family Money Coaching. Thank you so much for listening. Have a great day.